This is India Today Podcasts. From coy first dates to DTF, from holding hands to hooking up, dating or rather first dates in India have evolved and how. We seem to be very sure of what we want as seen in our Tinder bios, but are we? Join me Anna and me Zisha in The Right Swipe. where we'll dissect the world of dating for you and answer all those questions that are keeping you away from that happy ending we've been there done that a for anna z for zisha but a to z of dating world that's what you'll get right here on the right swipe yes hello and welcome to the 22nd episode of the right swipe i'm zisha and i've realized it's been the same, same intro same. every single time yeah, i think people are very much acquainted with our voices right now should we jazz it up do something different how do we spice it up so oh i said jazz it up not spice oh, all shit. your horses whoa <laughs> what's on your mind let's not spill it out please okay all right moving on we've got a very special guest for you uh, who's been an ex colleague and a friend for many many months moving on is the catchphrase here I mean, oh, that's, that's moving on. Yeah. See, Anna has pretty much given you a hint of what <laughs> we're going to talk about. So, I don't know if you remember. Mm-hmm. Some weeks ago, we had a guest on the show who was a listener. Uh, he spoke about how he was divorced, back on dating apps, testing waters, getting a feel of what it was like to come back into this whole dating, dating pool. Yeah. yeah, after a committed relationship like a marriage. And while listening to him, Anna and I had a lot of thoughts, right? So we spoke about how it would be great to hear from a woman perspective, yeah, what she faced after a divorce. Because I think in uh in one of our previous episodes mm-hmm. as well, I think T pointed this out mm-hmm. that you know um a woman who has been divorced and a man who has been divorced, they're very completely two different um uh, you know perspectives and struggles that come across. For sure, for sure. So I think we. wanted to bring yeah. this out but i think uh what when she said that what she meant is how society views yeah, yeah. a divorced guy versus a divorced yeah, woman yeah, for sure but that has your struggles yeah yeah but, but 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 in the world in in the dating world you know how he said it was really difficult to get matches hmm. because people looked at him a certain way and reduced his identity to that yeah um men don't really care a woman could be married could be divorced could have kids men <laughs> just care that it's a woman i think you've seen that too you created yeah, like but n- yeah yeah there was actually, nothing on your profile it, and yet you had a million hits exactly but that's just limited to dating when it comes to culminating it into like marriage then all these do not factors, get me started all these factors facts that to... don't exist will also be <laughs> that... brought into the picture so let's that not go there yes uh but okay so over to our guest sneha who's She's the most amazing person I know because She every time your acquaintance, yeah, your friend, you're not paying attention to what I'm saying, Anna. Why? Because I said earlier on that she's uh, an ex colleague and friend for many, no, many I years. No, I I wanted to specify this because all yeah. this long, yeah, it's just your friends yeah. who have been listening <clears throat> to us. And yeah, <laughs> but the 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 fact is, every time I've met Sneha, hmm. every single time, which is not like super often, we meet like once in a couple of years because life. And every time I talk to her, I come back so grateful for her presence in my life because she's such a fierce feminist, and wow. I think that's what really brought her onto the show as well. Mm. Her need to speak up about what happened—a lot of people wouldn't want to talk about it, but Sneha's like, no, bro, people need to know. So over to you, Sneha. Um, hi, Jisha. And hi. Hello. I, I think that was like a super amazing introduction, and <laughs> I'm also so grateful to have you in my life. Um, yes. and when you. 
mentioned that you're looking for someone who can talk about their um, you know, experience in a marriage or a committed relationship and how they have moved on and what are they doing now and how it has been for them. I, I think I've never, ever spoken openly about my relationship. I have literally zero social media presence. There's something mm-hmm. which um, stops me from putting things there. But I think um, I just felt that there's a need for me to just speak how what I have like kind of been through Mm-hmm. Um, and where do I stand now uh, mm-hmm. for just people to also understand that there's hope uh, mm-hmm. and there are good people there. And these tags of marriage, living in, dating doesn't bring a lot of like security to a relationship. I think what brings uh, security and faith is the person, right? Um, because I was married before I was, uh, it was a love marriage. Um mm-hmm. I got married. I was very happy. It was like, you know, forever and ever and ever for me. And I never thought of getting divorced because I come from a super conservative family society. And I'm, I think I literally used but, to... Uh, be, Sneha, yeah. sorry to interrupt, but could you give us a background? Like, which place was this? What age did you get married? I was super young. Yeah. <laughs> I I was super young. I was in Mumbai doing my master's. And that's when I met my ex-husband who was a decade older than me uh, and it seemed very because I was young he I was I can say I was a kid I was like 20 21 he was a decade older um, there was some butterflies I think that was basically I've read it on Instagram so many times that's like common sense getting out of your body and I think <laughs> uh, <laughs> that was exactly the same thing which happened he was nice. He was sweet. He came from a very decent, nice family. He was doing decent in his career. So there was, there were no red flag or um, there was nothing for me to kind of stop myself from, uh, you know, making it a committed relationship. Um, also, it's long back. It was happening somewhere around 2012, 13. Um, so like your first ever relationship? Yes, first ever serious relationship. Uh, and uh, that was happening like in 2012 and you know like at that point of time most of my friends were kind of struggling to get in a serious relationship get a commitment from a guy and here I was getting like you know oh I want to get married to you you are the most amazing person on this planet and I think when you're so young and you haven't seen the world that's the kind of validation um, you need in your life and that made me feel good um, that made me feel valued, desired, that made me feel, oh, oh my God, I think I think I have achieved something. Um, because when you're young, you need validation from everyone. And especially if it is coming from a guy who is older than you, who is doing good in his career, comes from a very nice family, could have got any other girl in arranged marriage. And here you are yeah. uh, getting that validation and ready. And there was nothing for me to stop myself. There were a lot of red flags, which I think I ignored. Um, because I was so much in love. I was also um, like, you know, very hopeful that if there are few little red flags, my love will definitely change this man into the best person <laughs> on this planet. Story of every girl. Yeah, every life. woman. Like yeah. every single yeah. toxicity yeah. and I'll just... Yeah. Yeah. I think, yeah. For the longest time, I denied that... Um, so I got married. It was like a super easy breezy uh, thing for my parents. I went and I said, hey, they figured out I have a boyfriend. 
and when they figured out i have a good boyfriend right like who yeah. is who is uh, from a good family who is doing good in his career who is ready to get married and all of that i think for my family it was uh, like for them it was no big deal kind of a thing i didn't have to do any bollywood drama to get married to him it mm. was super easy for me um and his family was also very respectful to the whole relationship i think uh, everyone back in my at my in my home um in my community extended relation um they felt it's a jackpot for me uh, you know they felt this is the best marriage which could have happened um wow. and i think isha has uh, met my ex husband he's he's yeah. decent, good looking so everything yeah. was like served to me on a platter and everyone was like yeah. oh she's so lucky she good went to good colleges good institute you should be like her uh, and you know also got married at the right age uh, which was very young um, <laughs> and is like you know being loved by her in-laws i think we see all of this as a privilege yeah actually yeah. this is like a very basic requirement but the bar is that low Mm-hmm. yeah the bar is so low that you know because if your in-laws aren't torturing you and they're nice to you and they're doing like you know the basic little mother-in-law's things i think that's very much acceptable until unless they are not like stopping you from eating your food from working uh, i remember my mother-in-law used to say that i allow her to wear dresses and um, oh at that point of time i found it cute and i found it like oh my mother-in-law is so sweet so amazing so nice she allows me to wear dresses she never stopped me from working and i um and and then later i realized that you know everything in that sentence was so wrong um so yeah and what was this realization oh uh, the realization that i married the wrong person happened to me literally the very first week of my marriage really yes uh and because my first uh, after we got married the first time my um ex husband physically abused me was the third day of my marriage um and that was uh, yes it's as i'm laughing i'm smiling but um uh, yeah like i think the first time it happened it was too early in the marriage um but it was also too late for me to like just move out right because i was legally socially married to this Bound person to this um uh it was like also a big fat indian wedding um so we had invited so many people to witness that uh wedding and marriage that for me to take that step out uh like you know just yeah. on the third day when my parents were actually traveling to attend the reception in bangalore um they were on their way when this happened and we had just uh, gone for a small little honeymoon kind of a thing um before you know the marriage and the reception because i got married in bihar and my reception was 10 days after the marriage so there was like a 10 days break and um his dad was a very amazing person and he said you know why don't you spend some time somewhere else and not get be surrounded by relatives and that's where we went and um you know we fought because he just wanted to drink and then that was the easiest thing for him to do um i was in utter shock i was like i just didn't know what to do i just didn't know like what am i like supposed to do how am i going to tell it to my family i was so embarrassed to tell it to my friends because it was a love marriage at the end of the day i knew that person for a couple of years before i decided to get married um so the first uh, emotion i had was of disbelief was shock and embarrassment right because 
how what am i supposed to do now i was too young in my life and in my career to just move out i also came from a very conservative um family and society i had never seen divorces happening it was a first love marriage so people were um like you know some of my extended relatives they were like you know love marriages doesn't last uh you know so i just thought i'm going to prove everyone right who spoke against this marriage if i move out and also pyar sab kuch badal sakta hai so i mean you, you got married with so much of responsibility on your but also shoulders. like was there nothing the whole time when you all were dating there was nothing and then when you all get married on day 3 there's something no so now when i look back there were like the red flags like the guy was definitely entitled he came from a family of wealth and power so he had not seen um people saying no to him often um also he had seen his mother to be a very submissive wife um to you know uh like to his dad and um i always and i i think he always felt that you know i'm like a cool girlfriend who likes to party with him and all of that and the moment it turned out to be you know that okay i'm his wife who might say no to few things he wants in life um that could be like maybe just drinking if i wanted to sleep and not go for party i there were a lot of red flags initially but i think i was too young i didn't have this experience um if i have to go back i would i would definitely do everything differently um but then also for me what made me not see those red flags was his family um his father was a very respectful well known person and get very humble um his mom i i you know i i say like you know that she can be the sweetest mother in law um because um she still had very motherly instinct in her towards me um apart from you know bringing those typical mother in law thing um in between sometimes um his family was very close knit um so mm. i always felt that you know he had those family values and principles and uh, which might change after marriage um i knew he has uh, like you know he he is little temperament but i never knew that that anger can be rage as well right i i i also had seen how much he loved me like he was very open about you know his feelings for me he he literally um went and told his father that he wants to get married to me um he never gave me a doubt that i'm not desired or loved by him mm. so those red flags basically you know it was kind of rainbow <laughs> so i was seeing so many so many flags and out of which there were couple of red flags but there were also a lot of greens lot of yellows lot of like you know other bright colors yeah. and i could i i felt that once you get married the whole entitlement and um, you know the whole authority that now she's my wife becomes so strong that you forget everything else um oh. right and i think this is what happened in my marriage i think he just felt that i would not go out um and nobody teaches nobody yeah. is the man that you know you shouldn't be doing this nobody i think i haven't heard any father um you know trying to sit down the son and say hey you are not supposed to beat your wife but i i know a lot of mothers a lot of women 
who actually sit down with their daughter and say, you are supposed to be a submissive wife. You're supposed to listen to your husband. You're supposed to be a good daughter-in-law. Um, but it never happens to the guy. It, I don't think a mother ever sits down with the husband, like to, with the son and says, you know, you are supposed to treat your wife with respect. That never happens. The respect word in the marriage comes so, so late and it's so new, right? People do respect, but we are never taught to respect our female partners never this is making me so angry because you know there are times when uh, uh, women go back home uh, and try to talk to their parents that they're unhappy or that they were abused and the parents actually just send them back that now you're married that's your house you don't have a choice you have to put up with it they'll also say things like don't make him angry what did you do to enrage him actually and especially like in her case, it was love marriage. Yeah. It was at a very young age. Yeah. So like, She's I mean, you can't even go back to your parents saying that, you know, I'm facing some issues and facing some problems. Because but then your parents are literally your first ever support system and safety net in this yeah. entire world. They brought yeah. you in, they owe you this. But yeah, actually, but then they don't understand now. They, yeah. uh, they're just like, this was your responsibility. Yes, I've yeah. heard all of this. So um, I think Jisha knows some part of it because like, you know, there were times when I just needed to went out. And uh, I remember it took me so long to even go and tell it to my friends because first I was embarrassed, but then I was yeah. like, okay, it's enough. I cannot deal with this. Um, I need to speak up because he was a very uh, nice person outside, right? He he respected my family. He was like, you know, a very nice person. So everyone was like, he cannot do anything wrong. And also I never spoke what he was doing to me. I always was like, mm. oh, I'm in a happy marriage because I didn't know if my parents had the courage to hear that I'm in, in, like you know in an unhappy marriage um so I, when I first I when I told my mom that this is what he does and my mom was like Ye to love marriage tha na. Ye to tumne kiya. and uh, and this is what is your responsibility yeah. uh, and I just didn't know what to say right because mm. it was also true that I decided yeah. to get married to him. But again, the question was like, okay, I made a mistake. I take the whole accountability of I decided to get married to the wrong person. But what do you want me to stay with him forever and ever because I made that mistake and now yeah. I cannot take a step back? Yeah. I think the whole, uh, the whole thing of my parents not supporting me and he knew that my parents aren't going to support me gave him more, more power to like you know to be more abusive with me and I think after that there was no like you know coming back I remember my parents said we will come to Bangalore so they never came to see me they never came to you know say hi to me and what's happening in your life but when I said that okay I'm moving out I cannot stay with this person and that's when you know they were there the next day and they sat me down, they, they spoke to his family, they spoke to um, my ex-husband and there were like, you know, promises made, um, there were commitments made that he's going to be a nice husband and not abuse me, which shouldn't be the case, right? Because that's how a marriage should be. You aren't supposed to be abusive, you're supposed to be respectful, you're supposed to provide safety to your partner. But if you have to involve your family to make those commitments, I think it has failed. Yeah, um, yeah. Very but true. also, again, I was st- 
still very young. I was not even 25 when all of this was happening. I was still 23. Um, I was in very, very early stage of my career. So I also had led a certain lifestyle. So in my head, I was like, will I be able to sustain if I move out? Because, you know, it's very easy to say, and I have said this to many people that why were you stuck? Like, you know, why were you with that person for so long? Mind you leave sooner. Why didn't you leave sooner? But now because it has happened to me, I know it's easier said than done. It is so mm. many complication when you just have to move out. And especially if it's a marriage. Um, mm. This moment, like, you know, your parents should, I remember my mom said, if you do this, I will die. Um, my dad was like, what will happen to you? You have a younger sister who will get married. We have gone against everyone to get you married. This was, and, and this was not the case. They didn't go against anyone now, but yeah. because they had to make it fill me and they were like, we, we are going to prove everyone right. They also went, like, you know, went on saying that we should have not provided you the education we did. It's all because of that. It's all because we agreed to everything you said and everything you wanted. And now we have to suffer. So I think I went in that whole um, guilt trip that I'm putting my parents down. I'm putting my in-laws down. Oh, I think my love can change. Uh, also, I think as Risha mentioned in the beginning that, you know, parents come and tell you, you must have done something to make the person mm-hmm. happy. And I remember my mother and my mother-in-law, both of them, they sat me down and said, yeah. And in, because and you helped. derive some perverse yes. pleasure in doing right. so. Right. So f- like for me, like it actually came down again to me that I might not be a good wife. Mm-hmm. I might not be a supportive wife. And I am making him angry. Um, and I, sh- I should change in order to be, um, you know, not being beaten up or abused or things like that. Um, but I couldn't take it anymore. I remember I just, it just got too much for me to spend so many um, years just trying to be happy. I, I was extremely unhappy. No wealth, no, you know, they had a big house. Um, they had, were you, you were working. I yes. was working all this while I, I didn't quit my job. And I think, I think thanks for bringing that question. I remember when the first time, I decided to move out. Um, my dad knew, um, you know, the job I was in. And at that time, Jisha, we were colleague working with, I yeah. was with CF yeah. and you were Radio Indigo. Um, mm. I had got that job because I had moved from Delhi. In Delhi, I had a job and I moved to Bangalore because I got married. And initially I was finding it difficult to get a job. And my dad, father-in-law, who was, uh, you know, kind of a known person, he helped me get that job. Um, so at that point of time, my dad knew how much I make and um, he said, quit this job and I'll pay you this much of money. Be at home. All this is happening is because you have a job, right? Uh, all this is happening because you're going out and meeting people and they're putting all of this in your head. They are yeah. jealous of you. They also said that <laughs> they're jealous of you because, you know, like, see, they are struggling in their relationship. You have a husband and they're putting stuff in your head. You need to adjust. I remember my dad said, when I said, you know, and my dad said, so it's so normalized in the society we stay in and the families we have been raised it's never considered a reason to move out of a marriage yeah also what is striking me I mean I knew this before but it's kind of 
when you said that oh you know it's because of your job basically it's because of every single thing except the guy yes, except the person exactly. who's actually at fault baki sab responsible hai tum tum jo kapde pehante ho jahan pe kaam pe jate ho tumhare dost tumhari education tum jaise dikhte every single thing everything except the person who's actually yeah up to no good right i think my father blamed my mom that my mom gave me enough oh. uh, you know so just just see the just see the you know um how women yeah, yeah. are played right my father mm. like i think it must be i don't think my mom has that much of authority to take a decision that she wants to send her daughter from bihar to delhi or bihar to mumbai for education but when actually all of this started happening and when my marriage the so called the best marriage in the society turned out to be so horrible my father started blaming my mom saying that you know tumne isko itni freedom di तुमने ये तो मैं शादी के अगेंस्ट था स्टार्टिंग से विच आई डेंट नो इफ यू अगेंस्ट यू शुड हैव कम एंड टोल्ड मी राइट इट सीम लाइक एवरीवन वाज सो हैप्पी विद दैट मैरिज एंड एंड माय डैड सेड इट्स हैपनिंग ऑल बिकॉज ऑफ यू इट्स हैपनिंग बिकॉज ऑफ द काइंड ऑफ फ्रेंड्स आई हैव आई हैड फ्रेंड्स हुर ओपिनियटेड आई हैड फ्रेंड्स हु हैड वॉइस आई हैड फ्रेंड्स submissive i had friends who were career oriented so like me basically <laughs> so they are the kind of friends you should not have oh, and no. also i had friends who were divorced right so oh, no. everything no. came down to the my kind company. of uh, you know upbringing my mother might have tried to give me or the voice which she tried to give which she didn't support me for my divorce right um and uh, like the kind of friends i had the kind of work i was doing the like you know the colleges i went to uh, my lifestyle and all of that so yeah it was very um, tricky but having said all of that i heard everyone i heard my parents i heard my mom i heard my mom crying i heard my ex husband crying and saying he would change i don't know how many times um after a point of time it was just like empty words it made no difference mm-hmm. to me mm-hmm. i think i took some time to just mentally emotionally financially and physically be in a place where i can take this big decision even if i have zero support system and um, like all this while were you also being forced to you know start a family yes <laughs> multiple times i i think my mom said ek bachcha ho jayega to sab kuch theek ho jayega um yeah. uh, it's a magic like that yeah, yeah. ek bachcha ho jayega to sab kuch theek ho jayega i remember my mother in law was like um, you know inke paas bahut time hai you know baatein karne ka discuss karne ka jhagde karne ka एक बच्चा ले आओ तो सब कुछ मैनेज हो जाएगा एंड माय एक्स हस्बैंड एक्चुअली वाज एक्सट्रीमली फ्यूरियस एट मी फॉर द रीजन दैट ही वाज टेन इयर्स ओल्डर देन मी एज वेल राइट सो ही वांटेड टू बी अ फादर पीपल ऑफ हिज एज वर लाइक बिकमिंग फादर नाउ आई रियलाइज दैट ही वाज एक्सट्रीमली पैट्रियाकर इन हिज माइंड सेट he wanted an empowered women but he didn't know how to deal with that empowered women he was never taught to like you know how do you uh, you know stay with stay together with a woman who has got voice because you know yeah. the idea of women was his mom who was just supportive a very nice yeah. wife but yeah. she didn't have her own opinion and voice that's what i feel um and i was told multiple times to conceive um i even tried doing that when i say i tried i think i was like okay i went to i said okay i think i should go to doctor 
and get myself checked and luckily i went to the doctor and i realized i have pcod and prolactin and my doctor said you cannot try conceiving for 6 months which i was very happy with <laughs> so for 6 months i got a breather to not conceive um and after 6 months my ex husband was like i think we should now plan for a baby and i said mm, i think our marriage isn't going great we need to work it out and blah blah and he he tore my entire medical uh, file which he had and he said it was we went to the doctor there was a purpose to go for it it was not for me to figure out that you have got pcod and prolactin mm-hmm. it was for me to figure out whether you can conceive or not and now because you don't want to this medical file is of zero importance to me and he tore it apart um and that's the kind of abuse i had to go through and i was married to someone who was educated who came from educated family who was raised in a metro city who um you know who has a very um you know nice modern sister um who has always been surrounded by you know i can say like um uh, you know modern mindset people uh and still he chose to be what he actually was um and i think he still must be i'm not sure <laughs> we don't care about him this is yeah. not about him if I this was a film right gone. now uh, background <laughs> music would change to a more happier tune yeah. because like sneha said right at the start it there is yes. hope and decent people exist that's what on that so tell us how did you navigate like you took a stand you did all of this that, that in itself is a whole other story i'm so um, proud of it <laughs> Yeah, all of us who know you are obviously so proud of you too, because I mean it's you're not just empowering yourself, but also everybody who knows you. Um, and from there to move on to pick yourself up to get your life back together to also then take a leap of faith and go back, uh, into the dating world. And for you, it was also the first time doing that on dating apps. What was that like? Um, I think I was initially very hesitant and also scared because. Uh, um like you know i just didn't know how to put myself again out and mm-hmm. also um you know like i i was so emotionally invested right in my marriage and it took so much for and me you you uh, you divorced him like after how many years at what age i yeah it uh, actually i got separated and then i got divorced so it was like almost 4 yeah. 5 years of my marriage okay so you were still in your Twenties. Yeah. I, mean, yeah. I was in my twenties, and um, but it had taken a lot of emotional uh, toll on how I see mm. men, how I see people, mm. trust issues, and all of that. Mm. Um, and also, I I was like, I am I ready for it? Do I really want to do it? And all mm. of that, blah blah blah. Um, but I think I was like lucky to uh find my partner. who i who i am staying with now currently and um, i met him on a dating app i met met him on bumble um and uh, I, i remember like you know uh, i would swipe right but i didn't have the and uh, it i didn't have that emotional energy left to even like you know get into any kind of conversation what is your favorite color what do you want to do what do you like <laughs> to eat beaches and mountains i was like i just <laughs> i just didn't have that energy in me Same. i just didn't want to do that also and mm. i remember i right swiped on him and uh, 
he he didn't have anything written in his bio um <laughs> he had okay in, this, uh, in his bio he had like few pictures um which were like so i had like few filters and i think one filter was if you put if you put gym pictures and selfies left i am selfie still acceptable Same. Because yeah, gym, no. 1000% with you on this. I don't want so to. We don't want you to just see your... put your workout pictures, I am hmm. not going to right swipe on you. But I think I I still don't know why did I right swipe on him. Um, the, He has a difficult name. And I think maybe, maybe I don't know, I'm still trying to figure out. He's, he's, he's good looking. Um, so that could be the initial reason for me to right swipe. And he had very normal uh, looking pictures. Which means I felt that he's in he's in there to like show himself and get like brownie points or something. Um, and I like this guy's from Bangalore. This guy is actually from Delhi, um, but he has been. Uh, he has he has stayed. When she told me this, I was like, no, Sneha, no, <laughs> no. If he's from Delhi, please. But then but uh, he moved out of Delhi very early. He stayed. Yeah. He was in US for a very long time, and then he. I met him in Bangalore, um, and I think the first um, couple of conversation which I had with him was, um, you know, I don't like Delhi people much. Right. And knowing him, he's from Delhi. I just wanted to say that loud because I know mm-hmm. how emotionally Delhi people are connected to the fact that they are from Delhi. Um, yeah. He said he also doesn't like Delhi people much. And I think that was, oh, my good, great. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. um, and then we met and then we chatted for a bit. But, you know, none of those chats were to woo me. Those were more like just to not even trying to know me just very bare basic minimum conversation and um, he said uh, do you want to meet and I think at that point of time people would ask me do you want to meet and I would just do some talofi explanation mm. oh, I'm busy this is happening blah blah is happening covid hai ye hai wo hai Matab, covid mm. but I would keep doing all of that but okay. here there was something which clicked and I was like oh yes but then I think again, the whole uh, trauma, the trust issue started playing in my head. And I was like, do you want to speak on phone? And, <laughs> and I spoke on phone. Um, we, was, we were supposed to speak at 10.30. And he dropped me a, what, a message around. And all of this was on Bumble. We had not shared our number yet. Mm. He dropped me a message at 10.25 saying, hey, I'm running late by a few minutes. Mm. Um, and I think that was something which I felt was super amazing because mostly people don't care. I'm a very calendar planned program oh person. So if you oh tell me you're going to call me at 10.30, my brain wires in a way where I'm expecting a call at 10.30, yeah. right? And someone just telling you, hey, FYI, I'm running a few minutes late, is it eases your anxiety so much right it just makes you feel those five minutes of seven minutes of that wait could like oh my god did he just forget calling me is he not mm. going to call me and all those blah blah question I think that FYI 10 minutes late was something which was extremely attractive and it doesn't happen it's very rare um, but it's bare minimum it is bare minimum but I think we're not used to that bare minimum I think for us we start feeling so privileged and we start feeling, oh my God, this is like what's mm. happening because we've been like treated with people just ghosting you and not even letting you know yeah. that you ghosted. Like, dude, like they just vanish and they just disappear. 
and we spoke and we met and i think i had not met people before him and even if i tried speaking to them something didn't click um and uh, until then i had not mentioned it to him that i'm divorced because um i know like i should have but i just didn't want him to have this whole idea of me like you know like okay she's divorced and blah 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 i just thought i'd meet him and i'll tell him in person and when i met and i said i'm divorced and i think that his response was that's okay wow and but listen honestly what else was he supposed to say sneha that i'm going to leave this very second yes. up and leave and no, i in my head i'm like mm-hmm, too good to be true i'm not sure if that's no, exactly yeah, she, i mean no no but he did say that okay it's fine but there are people who would just react like very different no i have been very in said situations where on my face i'm trying to keep a poker face and say it's okay cuz what else can i say in that situation but okay so yeah, i accepted you, earlier on be, that it's her fault yeah, so i'm going to be like really worse as well so yeah so i i just i just said okay before we kind of start talking or whatever whatever this is like just to let you know fii i'm divorced and like you can make your own judgment here and decision hmm. and i think his response that's okay was actually that was also in his action it didn't ever came into um the whole relationship like you know like how, do, how do we see each other i think that's mm. i think there are times moments when i remember i'm divorced and he doesn't um right and i think that's how it should be i think i should also try to forget that that's kind of that has happened to me uh, but um, in time in time it happens it yeah. will happen slow baby steps and i'm still there i'm still working on it and uh, Uh, and he said that's okay and we kind of obviously we spoke about how it happened and um, mm. all of that and i think in when he was listening to my so called very filmy bollywood divorce story um, and he said i respect you for doing all of this and uh, and he still says that the most attractive part about me is that i stood for what was right and yeah. i went against my family and um and i did what was right which was moving out of that marriage and um, so i i i just feel so lucky and privileged but i also dish i know so many people who are zero down to the fact that you know they're divorced and or they're separated mm. or people don't want to like kind of perceive them but yeah no no uh, sorry i'm interrupting because you know uh, when he's saying the most attractive part is that you stood up for what is right i think uh, for me personally what is more important is that you stood up for yourself yeah that because you owe it to yourself you might not always have the strength and courage to stand up for what's right not everybody's situation allows them to do that but you do owe it to yourself to stand up for yourself and that was such a huge battle it's in a lot of ways still ongoing it's not something that is done and wrapped and you know you move on from it a part of it takes so much out of you um but when you said this that like you know uh you had that conversation with him and that's that's my next question and last question actually that when you were on dating apps how did you navigate that like did you put it in your bio or did you even i was wondering because not, i remember the listener that joined us yeah, he said he, he specifically said that he didn't did not, put it in his yeah, bio because people it. used to reduce his identity to just that yeah. and you said that you waited until you met him and spoke to him about it yeah. uh, but i just want to understand what was your experience during that period on the apps um so i um i had not put anything on my bio 
um uh, there was the bio was empty i don't know why people were still swiping right um because <laughs> you are a woman yes <laughs> yes but uh, i think um if i think when i wasn't on dating app for a very long time um but when i would start chatting with them i think i would just let them know hey i'm divorced or mm. i'm separated and lot of mm. men um i remember i remember one guy said uh, i am also divorced uh, my wife you know my my wife was too much feminist i exactly remember <gasps> the line i i remember he said that my wife was too much feminist and uh, and at that point of time i just didn't know how to tell him that just get a life and um you know like does even understand what yeah and so um so obviously the moment i would say i'm divorced people would definitely treat me as someone who is feminist who has got voice who has got opinion and uh, not lot of women, not lot of men want to da- date women like this not um, lot yeah most you, of the men they're just scared most of, of the men yes most mm. of the men they feel that i won't shy away from saying what's wrong i won't shy mm. away from speaking what's right for me because um you know like we we as partners we as women we are never taught to like say what is right for you or what mm. makes you happy i think um so i think most of these men would obviously want to meet me they never said no to meeting me for some reason but they would also have conversation or want to know i think some of them also said i don't look divorced i didn't know what was that whole statement all about that they did they want me to like have crying pictures or senti or you know dark circles dark circles dark circles <laughs> or senti posts or you know like i didn't know what i i still try i still try to figure out that when people say you don't look married or you don't look divorced what exactly do they want the person to look like um and a lot of men said hey you too young to be divorced i was like okay shit can happen to you any time in your life i was too young to get married i'm too young to get divorced um so you know they i think sometimes they don't realize that these statements can be so insensitive because you want divorced mm-hmm. people to appear look and talk a certain way because it's still a taboo in our society and especially um a woman i feel and um, luckily i haven't uh, like you know met lot of men who are divorced um, but like you know women my friends or my peers who are divorced i think all of them have encountered similar questions where people want them to look a certain way where people expect them to be sad and that has also come from my family members that they expected me to be sad uh, look sad and appear sad and behave sad when i got divorced as if i was like you know as if someone has died it right so they wanted me to grieve the failure of my marriage mm-hmm. um and they forgot that you know coming out of that like, was yeah bad. i mean we shouldn't forget because this is that same society that of course we have you know evolved over the years but this is the same society which had sati pratha at this, one point of time yeah. and no, of course my, it was abolished but my thing is the uh, remnants are still here still see, there in your mind mentality it's not like sneha hasn't grieved okay and will continue to do so also because grief works in very mysterious ways it comes in waves it catches you completely out of the yeah. blue but that's on her terms to grieve as she course, or her body sees know. fit yeah and you don't know exactly. that whether this There's person no is grieving or, exactly 
I mean, it's not like कि जैसे you know when you are getting when you get married and yeah. a man doesn't have anything external extra. markers to yes, show that yes, he's married. Yes, yes, we are like it's a marker. Top to toe, of course. Yes. And also, so, I think one thing which I should just mention is I remember hmm. when I told my mom, I like you know um, it's been quite some time I'm in this relationship and I'm staying with this person and I thought like you know it's it's good enough time for me to tell it to my parents and i remember i told it to my mom and my mom mom's first question was like wo bhi divorce hi hai kya so oh. the question is uh, here is a divorced women uh, will can only find someone who is divorced mm-hmm. and i think it has come to me in so many different ways from my family and from my relatives that now i'm only going to find people who are divorced who have got kids mm-hmm. which is okay like Which yeah. is really fine because I'm divorced. But then, if you just zero down me to that, mm-hmm. uh, I think my mom has tried to ask me this question. My family has tried to ask me this question in so many ways that how is he okay with the fact that he has never been married before, and I am divorced. Um, so you will always keep getting these occasional reminder from the society, mm-hmm. from the family, and sometimes some of your friends as well, uh, who might not be as um, you know maybe. Ex- like who might not have as expansive vision as you have, or thinking as you have, and they still um would like you know ask you questions that how did he choose you if? Yeah. But no, I think um nobody will ask a divorced man if he gets married to a woman yeah. who has never been married. How did she choose you? Because women aren't supposed mm-hmm. to make choices. Yeah, you know, right? exactly. You don't that's have expected. Yeah, that's not even expected. So and just there, just lastly, um. you know before we go just wanted to ask that you know whether this idea of getting remarried because you know there's a certain label attached uh to your identity like your family is there the society of course plays in so do you ever feel the compulsion to probably get married again with this person that you're dating and just get rid of this label that is always there on your like a blot on your identity I definitely want to get married. Um, mm-hmm. answering your question, but not because people are pressurizing me. And just mm-hmm. to let you know, they're pressurizing me a lot. <laughs> I told my mom that asked me this question the next year when I spoke to her in twenty twenty two, and she made a point to ask me this question on first January twenty twenty three. I cannot deal with this, Yasmin. <laughs> I cannot. <laughs> so my mom was like, "What is the future of marriage?" for me i still believe in the whole idea and institution of marriage i think i personally feel it's very beautiful um and what brings you one person of, cannot ruin it yes right one person cannot ruin it and also it it's i also feel that whatever you're supposed to get from a marriage is like safety love security mm. hope faith future is, mm. is it also comes from a person so for me if i get married to him tomorrow I won't have any difference in like how he treats me. I don't think he's just going to all of a sudden start treating me because in a different way because I'm his wife. Um, I hope he doesn't. Uh, he continues to treat me with same love, respect, and care. But I don't want to get married to him because people are pressurizing me to get married to him. I would want to get married to him, and I'll feel that I'm ready to give him like the best version of me. And um, I am being pressurized. I want to like. I definitely there are days when I'm like, okay, fine. क्या ही बदल जाएगा शादी कर लेती हूँ. 
that respect i i hear a very this <laughs> is like no, no. Not before you do any such thing you will like vet it <laughs> so, by me on whatsapp yes, you understand and so 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 for me personally i i want to get married when i feel it's right yes. i also yeah. believe that marriage because uh, because i've been through it and i think i am maybe the right person to say this that marriage doesn't bring any additional validation to your relationship absolutely any additional reassurance it definitely considering the fact that we stay in a society which treat that just makes things really yeah tough. it just i just <laughs> feel because we stay in a society which still values marriage and the whole uh, you know the legal uh, people coming up together in a, like you know in a so- social legally accepted way it just mm-hmm. brings some amount of respect because you mm-hmm. know i have the guts to say people that i'm staying and living and i want to do it but i don't think a lot of people have still they can go and say this to yeah. their parents that they are in living i was i was going it to say lack that respect yes it living it definitely lacks that respect people don't consider it as a uh, legitimate as staying like you know as a married couple yeah i was actually going to say that and wrap that kudos to you for going and saying uh, this to your family that hey i'm in a living because you did not owe anything mm. okay and i mean this in the most respectful manner but like after they didn't support you you didn't really owe it to anybody to go back and tell them what the truth is or what your living conditions are that you did is really brave of you and I don't know why you did it, but okay. No, I you know I was like I remember when I told it to my mom because I'm I'm too old to hide these things. I'm too old to you know like say no. that oh I'm still staying in that house and all of that. And I also feel there's nothing wrong in staying with a person. Of course, uh, last episode, my mom asked me, <laughs> Papa, say permissionly. Are you at what at like? <laughs> And I was so blunt to tell her, "Kiss this, give permission." Yeah, in fact, I think my mom got the answer, and she never asked that question to me again. That Papa, <laughs> yeah, good. My mom has never asked me if I'm staying with someone. Right? It's going to be a year now. My dad never asked me that question. I don't know if he's if he's okay with me staying with this person or not. But I, at this point of time, I actually don't care. So exactly. And that's, that's right. our last episode on the right. So it was exactly about this, where we spoke to people who'd lived in um, different experiences, different trajectories, and how it panned out, and how it's really okay as long as you're happy and healthy and not hurting anyone else. Mm. And when I say hurt, I mean like actual hurt, not offended. They got offended because you are living happily with somebody. Mm. Uh, but that's that. I honestly wish you were here, or I was there, and I could reach out and give you a hug right now, Sneha. Mm-hmm. But thank you so yeah, much for doing this for us. It was really, really great having you, and uh, thank you. So, um, listeners out there, if you liked Sneha's story, and I think there would be a million of other it women out with. there, yeah, who would be just relating and resonating with her. And uh, so, please reach out to us on eight five double eight nine double six double nine six, or you could drop us a mail on pots at the rate india today dot com. Please do, and uh, lovely, lovely hearing out from you. Sneha so thank, thank you. you thank you thank, thank you, you. Um-